Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Oh, they try so hard, endlessly, to smear Donald Trump, to claim he's the villain and the bad guy. And now we're learning that, uh, well, this woman, who was the grand jury, the lead juror in the Trump grand jury, may have sabotaged the entire thing by doing a spate of press interviews in which she comes off as very anti-Trump, extremely biased and outright unhinged. In this viral tweet from the 22nd, Daniel Bostic says this is real. It isn't parody. This is the lead juror from the Trump Georgia grand jury. And she's uh, a bit off her rocker talking about how would it be so cool if I like got to subpoena Donald Trump? And it's like, whoa, lady, this is uh, this is not going to work out for you. Here's what you need to understand. Newsweek's reporting. Emily Kors has harmed image of Trump Georgia probe former prosecutor. Oh, boy. The, the grand jury does not decide ultimately if charges will be brought against anyone. And this woman leaving the grand jury after eight months and then doing all this, this, this press circus where she comes off unhinged may very well backfire in that now this prosecutor is going to be faced with a very serious conundrum. Do I move forward with people saying the jury four persons out of her mind and clearly hates Trump, thus tainting the entire trial and creating very serious reasonable doubt? Uh, or do you just walk away and try again or not try again? It's remarkable that these people, they can't help themselves. They're, they're not well. They're children. You know, look, politics be politics. And I've been talking about this stuff for a long time. But what really got me, uh, what's, really been when getting, what's really been getting my focus over the past few weeks has been the domestication of the American people. You know, normally I'd say the world, but there's this video of, Little boys in China putting together what I, what are they, like a, a 1911? They're like, they're, they're dismantling and, and, and reconfiguring handguns. China is teaching their, their young men to be warriors. And the United States has a bunch of puppies. That's the way I see it. A wolf or a puppy. That's it. Now, I'm not saying that wolves are invincible and fearless, but they're tough. And dogs are effectively wolf puppies that never grow up. And that's what we're seeing with videos like this, of this woman being like, I'm 30 years old and grow up, lady. I suppose here's the issue. Millennials, Gen Z, 
our our generation, we're effectively like domesticated versions of of other other people in that permanent children. And thus, Donald Trump may uh, may win this one. I think he probably will, because every single time they come at him with this stupid garbage, it doesn't work. Surprise, surprise. Donald Trump, Trump, Donald Trump shows up in East Palestine delivering water and food for these people. Joe Biden could not be bothered to even get a photo op. And that's what people are saying about Trump. They're saying Trump just wanted a photo op in East Palestine. I'm like, okay, well, at least there's that. A photo op implies you as a person care what people think about you. That means if Trump was going down just for the photo op, he is trying to endear himself to the American people. Wow, what a thought. Joe Biden, not so much. No, he wants to endear himself to the Ukrainian people. Well, good for him. So after all this hard work in trying to go after Trump, it may all backfire. Let's do this. We have this from Newsweek. I'll read you the first paragraph, then I'll show you the video so you can understand how this woman, this unhinged anti-Trump woman may have just destroyed any potential case against him. Newsweek says the forewoman of a special grand jury in Georgia's recent spate of interviews may have helped Donald Trump's insistence that the investigation into his attempts to overturn the election results is a witch hunt, but will not hinder the inquiry, a legal expert tells Newsweek. Okay, well, I may not be a legal expert, my friends, but I'm a media expert. And I can tell you this. One thing to consider in anything is the negative press and the collateral damage. This applies to everything. The famous story about these two, these two people protesting in front of a McDonald's in the UK, and then McDonald's sued them and won. Amazing. And it caused massive damage to the corporation in terms of, I think it was like their stock dropped or something like that. I can't remember. But the problem was it looked like a big corporation bullying some poor working class people. It don't work out for you. So now when corporations are confronted with activists, they take this into consideration. Do you think a prosecutor who now has to do jury selection, if they actually move forward with this, is going to be like, there's no problem here. This lady, everything's totally fine. We got more than one video from her. Let me show you the videos. from. The, they're not that long. Check this out. Let's play this stuff. Former president, but honestly, I kind of want Wait. to personally want to hear from the former president. I wanted to hear from the former president, but honestly, I kind of wanted to subpoena the former president because I got to swear everybody in. And so I thought it'd be really cool to get 60 seconds with President Trump of me looking at him and being like, do you solemnly swear? And me getting to swear him in? I just... I kind of just thought that would be an awesome moment. Welcome to America. This is the, the current state of the country. Let, let me play okay, another video. There are, there are indictments recommended, of course. Is it yes. more than 12 people? Is it more than 20 people? I think if you look at the page numbers of the report, there's about six pages in the middle that got cut out. Allow for spacing. It's not a short list. Not a short list. <laughs> More, I mean, when it comes to 75 witnesses, like, it, it, is it, it's not, I assume, of course, it's right. not 75 people. Would you characterize it as 20-ish people? I can't say I counted. <laughs> okay. More than a dozen, though, I think I heard you say in another interview. I believe so. That's probably a good assumption. The name that everyone wants to know about is former President Trump. Of course. Did you recommend charges against Donald Trump? I really don't want to share something that the judge made a conscious decision not to share. I I will tell you that it was a process where we heard his name a lot. 
we definitely heard a lot about former President Trump, and we definitely discussed him a lot in the room. And I will say that uh, when this list comes out, you wouldn't, there are no major plot twists waiting for you. So what does that mean? There's no major plot twists that more than a dozen people are facing some kind of indictment. Sure, fine, whatever, dude. We knew this was coming because they don't want Trump to be able to run in 2024 because he'll win. They may have gotten lucky in a lot of ways with 2020 in that, well, aside from procedural changes, universal mail-in voting and things of that nature, they had a pandemic and people were confused and angry. Now, Joe Biden's proven that he is a senile crackpot old fool who will ditch this country at its worst moments to go and and drop half a billion dollars on Ukraine. How is that one going to play out for you when it comes to election season? Well, they got one option, and it certainly ain't Joe Biden. It is indict Donald Trump and then dump all your money into, say, someone like Ron DeSantis. Now, look, I like DeSantis. I do. I don't think I don't think it's the apocalypse. I think these people are just willing to take what they can get. And if that means we get some victories with Ron DeSantis, I'd take it. But at this point, I am leaning more towards Trump. It's tough, to be completely honest, because I look at DeSantis and he's got tact. And then I look at Donald Trump and he's brash. But I see in Trump, I see leadership. And I'm not saying a poised general wearing a fine suit who's speaking uh, proper diction. I'm saying I see a guy who can actually make decisions, lead the charge. That's what we're seeing with uh, with East Palestine. A lot of people saying that this is this is old Trump. This is 2016 Trump. He's coming back. Maybe, maybe not. I'm not 100% convinced. I think Trump in 2016 was something unique. Trump's got to pull out all the stops. But understand this. Trump gained more than 10. What is it? What did he gain? 10 million new voters from 16 to 2020. Now, why is that? That's something to consider. Now, as for this uh, unhinged woman who's acting like a cartoon character going, hey, 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 tough people. I'm like, these are these are this is my generation. Okay, look, I'm about to be 37 years old. I'm an old man. Cue all the old people being like, you're a young man. You're not old. No, I get it. I get it. But there's a lot of people who are younger than me who watch. So we're all old to them, right? These millennials and Gen Z, have you noticed on social media they act like cartoon characters? They bounce around and talk like this, like they're in a Disney movie. Something people's brains are being liquefied by the plethora of of digital content that exists today. Kids are growing up watching these these movies, watching these Disney cartoons. And perhaps the issue is some people who are of sound mind grew up watching human beings in movies. And some people grew up watching cartoons and they created an identity based on how cartoon characters bounce and talk and make weird faces with their eyes. That's what she's doing. What, what is this? You're doing an interview and you go, <laughs> did you know fast growing trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, 
They have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Yo, as it goes, strong men make good times. Good times make weak men. Weak men make hard times. Hard times make strong men. You've heard it before, but that's what we're seeing. This, this, this woman is acting like, like she's got some kind of manic uh, issue. We put her on a grand jury to lead it. Why? My understanding is, you know, maybe, maybe it's not the case with grand juries. But when, when all the jurors come in, someone, they nominate a four person and then they vote and say, OK, you can do it. It's exactly what I'm talking about. The reason we kept keep getting people like this, like what is this weird behavior where she's like, her eye, you know, we get people like this because everyone is too damn lazy and scared. Not every single person and maybe not many of you. I think most of you probably are not falling in this category, but too many people are like, just you do it. I don't want to be involved. Why? Well, the risk is too great. Okay. I wonder what, we'd, what this world would be like if, you know, say like in World War II, the, the U.S. soldiers that defeated the Nazis were like, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to do it. The risk is too great. What would this world be like? I don't know. I really don't. We come from, we come from, we have ancestors. And these, these individuals would risk everything. These people got on boats to travel in a th- on a three-month trip across the Atlantic where I think around 20% of people die on the boat, and they know it. They make it to the shores of nothing. They arrive in the Americas, and there's nothing there. I mean, there's a little bit. There's forts. There, you know, but for the most part, they come here to nothing. They got on boats and came here and said, we're going to land, and then we immediately need to start roughing it. Pioneers. Many of them died. Because they wanted something more and they believed in something. It's a crazy thought that people were willing to risk everything, even their own lives. Now, where has that gone? We are a, becoming a nation of children, of uh, acting like Disney characters, bouncing and, and like doing the eye thing. And like, it's just so weird. It's so strange to see. But here we are. Now, I don't know if they will, if, if, to what degree this is going to harm the indictments. Honestly, I will say I believe 100% it has. That doesn't mean it will prevent them. I'm willing to bet right now you've got the DA going like, oh, this woman, what is she doing? Because even Newsweek is saying it's, it's lending credence to Trump's claim it's a witch hunt. This lady clearly doesn't like Trump. She's clearly self-obsessed and she does not look well in the mind. And people all over the country are seeing this. Now, if you're a cartoon character millennial and you hate Trump as well, well, okay, you're probably giggling and bouncing in your chair as well. But that's not everybody. And that's probably, uh, that's not even anywhere near the majority. Regular people are going, what's going on with this woman? What is this? Like, are we going to get a real assessment on this? Or is, 
Is it going to be just creepy weirdos being given positions of authority in these in these grand juries? Am I supposed to trust this? 72 million people voted for Trump. Without a pandemic, I don't see Biden being able to pull off a victory against him. And they all know it. But this means two things. One, it means not only is Trump likely to win, he absolutely can win. He is likely to win. But it also shows that there are many, many more people in this country, probably every day that are waking up, seeing how bad Biden is, regretting it, seeing things get worse. And then they see this and boy, are they embarrassed. That's you. Everybody who supported Biden, you're the weirdo acting like a cartoon character on TikTok. So insane. Look at this. Emily Kors, who spent eight months hearing evidence and witness testimony as part of the Fulton County criminal probe, recently took part in a media blitz detailing some aspects of the special grand jury's report, including indictment recommendations. During interviews with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, the AP, the New York Times, as well as CNN and NBC, Kors said the list of recommended, recommended indictments in the report is not short while indicating Trump could be one of the names. Kors also suggested that she would be disappointed if no charges were brought forward following the special grand jury's recommendations because too much of my time was spent on it and provided other details and tidbits of information about the witness testimonies. Elsewhere, Kors openly mocked Trump over the former president's claim that he had total exoneration from the grand jury investigation. Did he really say that? Oh, that's fantastic, Kors told Coles, sorry, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. That's phenomenal. I love it. Niyama Romani, a former federal prosecutor and president of LA, Los Angeles-based West Coast trial lawyers, said that while perhaps inadvisable, Core did not violate, okay, so it is Core's, did not violate any state laws by discussing the special grand jury report and as revealing its deliberations. It is also the Fulton County DA, Fannie Willis, not the grand jury who will ultimately decide on whether to bring forward any charges in the investigation, right? The grand jury would recommend. Core's media tour isn't helpful and feeds into Trump's argument. The grand jury investigation is a political witch hunt by a Democratic district attorney and left-leaning mainstream media, mainstream news media. Yup. But setting aside bad optics, it won't have much of a legal effect on potential indictment. The special grand jury could only investigate and make recommendations on what charges to bring. Willis can indict Trump or others because of or in spite of Coors and her fellow grand jurors' recommendations. And that's right. When she goes on TV, and this is something people need to understand about media, it taints the actions you wish to take. Let's say you want to build, let's, 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 let's play the game called the media. Let's say you get a bunch of money to build a community center. And you start building it. And then someone comes out and accuses you of running some kind of criminal organization or enterprise. The next day you show up and your charitable event and your community center is surrounded by protesters saying that you are trying to create a front. The local politicians then say, listen, I don't know what you're involved in and I don't want the heat. My phone has been ringing off the hook. I'm done. We're cutting your funding and taking your permits. And you're like, I just wanted to make a community center. What happened? Good intentions be damned. This woman going out on TV, she may as well have thrown a, thrown, a, thrown a pie in the face of the prosecutor. Because now, what should have been a quiet maneuver has become loud screaming. And this means the prosecutor in this may now be faced with people saying, hey, what are you doing? Okay, if this woman didn't go on TV and Trump gets indicted, people are going to be, wow, I wonder what this is all about. But now that everybody's seeing this crackpot woman do these weird interviews and be like, oh, I want to subpoena the president ooh, and making these faces. Now you're going to have the potential backlash of, is this why you're indicting Trump? Is this why you're wasting our time and money? DAs are elected. 
Now, I don't know if this is where ultimately will come down to an ADA or a, a, an associate or assistant uh, uh, district attorney or the actual DA, but they have to face politics as well as anybody else. And this may be a Democrat district, but there's going to be fallout if this looks like it's a witch hunt. In fact, it may in the end help Donald Trump if he does get indicted now. Donald Trump can now use the image of this woman and say, this is an illegal, this is, this is corruption, this is fascist. He's going to come out and say, these are the people that want to stop you. And he can use it as a rallying cry. You see, these, these millennial cartoon character weirdos are so self-obsessed that they don't understand self-sacrifice for the purpose, for, for, for the point of succeeding. They don't get it. There are kamikaze pilots we, we've learned of in history, crashing their planes, dying. There are, uh, let's say, ninja or, or assassins. The, true, the, the, the actual history of the Hashashin, which is that they didn't expect to live. They would go in, take out the enemy, and then likely die on the spot. There are people who believed in self-sacrifice for their cause, and it certainly ain't these millennials. They care about self-congratulation. They care about putting themselves on TV and getting more followers. And that's what this Emily Kors woman is doing. She doesn't care about indicting Trump. What she cares about is that she's special. She gets to go on TV. Ooh, so special. Good. I'm glad. And this will make it so much easier for Donald Trump because now everyone's going to see the bias in the prosecution before it even happens. Trump can use this when he does run. And even if he is in jail, he can still be elected president. I assume if he's charged at the federal level, he just pardons himself. I don't know how that works, to be completely honest. Like, I don't know if uh, there was a big uh, legal debate over whether or not someone could pardon themselves. Sure. This is state level. This is Georgia. And they're arguing he was trying to interfere in the election and all that stuff. They will try any lie, any manipulation to stop him. Why? They want you to accept someone like Joe Biden. They want you to roll over and just let it steamroll this country. Not I. Joe Biden's abandoning of East Palestine has me seeing red. And Pete Buttigieg shows up in the wee hours of the morning to meet with bureaucrats and doesn't meet with the actual people. These people are scumbags. Not to mention, I got another story for you. That dude, that secretary, that, 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 that other energy secretary, a woman's come out and be like, hey, look, see the clothes I'm wearing in this, in this Instagram post? He's wearing my clothes. It's a kleptocracy. They're stealing everything as the ship sinks. And Donald Trump is trying to get it upright again. Ron DeSantis is a good dude, and I like him, and I like his policies. I don't know if he has what it takes to be a Trump. Look, Donald Trump didn't do everything perfectly, and this is the, this is the funny thing about his presidency. People are like, look at who he appointed, and look at what he did. And I'm like, yeah, those sure are a whole lot of bad things, but I don't understand. We had George Bush. We had Bill Clinton. We had Bush again. People, people cheer for Ronald Reagan. What? The dude was pro-gun control and got rid of no-fault and, and, and uh, enacted no-fault divorce. It was a disaster. I've not had a single president in my lifetime where I can be like they did a good thing. Donald Trump is that. So again, people say things like, I don't know about Trump. He had John Bolton. I'm like, yeah, Bolton's real bad. Real bad stuff there. Uh, but he did give us the Abraham Accords. He did try to bring peace to the Korean Peninsula. I will take it. It's the best I've ever seen. I love it. I said Donald Trump is the best, best president of my lifetime. And all these lefties are losing their minds and banging on the table and making all these videos. And I'm just like, you can say every bad word about Donald Trump. You can say 
every bad person he appointed and every failed policy. And I can just be like, wow, that's crazy because it was still better than Obama. It was still better than Clinton, than Bush, at least in my lifetime. So you're not saying much. And then when we get a Joe Biden, you think I'm going to care about any of the bad things you can accuse Trump of doing? I'm going to be like, yeah, you know, like Obama blew up kids, put more troops in the Middle East. You've got the banker bailouts, the economic crisis. That was all Obama. Oh, was that it was Bush's fault? Great. Let's talk about how bad Bush was with the Iraq war in Afghanistan. Boy, they were both doing a lot of the same stuff. And then Donald Trump comes along and I get a modicum of something good that completely outweighs the bad or at the very least you can say this. Donald Trump is the greatest president of my lifetime because the bar is so low, it's six feet under. It ain't hard for Trump to get past. But for these drone bomber presidents, warmongers, crackpots and establishment elites, Donald Trump may have been not great in terms of what we really want from a president. But in terms of the past presidents in my lifetime, Donald Trump was the best. So they'll do anything they can to stop him. We'll see. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. If you've been following my coverage of what's been happening in East Palestine, you know that I am particularly perturbed over what's going on in this, uh, in this small town and what the Biden administration has done. For those that aren't familiar, there was a train derailment, a chemical spill, a controlled burn, chemicals blanketed the area, and you know what really grinds my gears? Chickens died. We got a video of a lady. Her chickens are all dead. That crosses the line. Now, in all seriousness, I am actually upset to see someone's backyard chickens are dead. People care about their animals. And it's not just about chickens. Some guys, foxes, there's dead birds, there's dead fish. You get J.D. Vance scraping the ground of a creek and chemical plume bursts up. Then you get the media lying about it. And you get Joe Biden traveling halfway around the world to a country most Americans don't know or care about to give $500 million and he, will, he, he says to these people, so what? Now we got people like the Krasensteins, you know, liberal commentators being like, Joe Biden's in a war zone, you know, fighting a dictator. And, you know, Trump is doing a photo op. And I'm just like, that, that's it? Your, Krasensteins come out and say that Trump is doing the bare minimum. He brought a few pallets of water, so what? And I'm like, and Biden couldn't even do that. Okay, this one really pisses me off for a lot of reasons. It's the American people working class Americans who are being ditched to the gutter, living in this area where their home, the, the property value is probably zero now. No one's going to want to buy a house there. Animals are dying. They got one grocery store taking water bottles off the shelves, scared over what might be in the water. And now we got this. Savannah Hernandez, shout out. She's been on Timcast IRL before doing real journalism, confronting Pete Buttigieg, who shows up only after Trump. And, you know, I got to be honest, often when I see these gotcha ambush questions, I roll my eyes. Savannah Hernandez asks a very simple question to the press secretary and to, to Buttigieg. Why did you only come after Donald Trump? Why weren't you here right away? That's a legitimate, real question that I would like to hear an answer on. And Pete Buttigieg need only say something like, look, you know, uh, we were we were trying to assess the situation. We were getting varying reports. He could have made up any excuse. Instead, Buttigieg ignores a simple question that people want to know about, ignores and what, what I would consider an opportunity to get his 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 statement out. He just leaves this. I can't stand. I have seen man on the street questions, reporter questions that make me gag or laugh. 
You know, you'll see a politician will be like, why are you the Illuminati or something? And it's like, okay, guy, come on. Like, we've got real questions here. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. The real question is, why did Pete Buttigieg not come down to this town? It was in the news. We knew this was happening. It's going to affect potentially millions of people's drinking water. Why is Biden not here? Why did Buttigieg not show up? Simple, legitimate question. Let me, let me play the video for you. And then to tack on and make it all so much worse, the press secretary for this guy basically says, I will not answer questions on camera. What, you don't want the American people to hear a simple statement? You have nothing to hide. Just tell us. Just be honest with us. I live in West Virginia, and we are downwind from where they burned off all these chemicals. And we have to, have, we have to ask hard questions about, are we going to be concerned about the uh, what is it, hydrogen chloride, potential acid rain? You know, it was raining recently. Do I got to be concerned about my animals? Why is it that the Biden administration is ignoring this? I'm being personally impacted and nowhere near to the, the, the uh, nowhere near the degree of the actual people who live there who are basically they're losing everything because of this. And the best we can get is Pete Buttigieg ignoring the question. L- let me play this video for you. I'm sorry, man. What, what, what Joe Biden did sneaking off to Ukraine, because I've you, you know already my attitude on the Ukraine war is it sucks. I don't like Vladimir Putin. I like Ukraine. Awesome food. Awesome people. This war is not something the U.S. should be involved in. Perhaps aid. Perhaps we can uphold. I understand we have a treaty. I know it's very, very complicated. I just I'm sick of the interventionist policy. To, to make it all worse, a disaster occurs in, in our backyard in Ohio. And Joe Biden is nowhere to be found. So, you know what? I'll say thank you to Donald Trump because at the very least by him showing up and I really do feel, uh, I, I am moved by Donald Trump being there. OK, he doesn't need to do this. It's an opportunity for him. I get it. Photo op buying Big Macs, having a laugh, bringing what he can there. I will take it because the Biden administration in the middle of the night just disappears and goes off to to Ukraine. That being said, Donald Trump's action has put the spotlight on this town and it's getting our focus onto this town where they need help. And now we're seeing people are, are, are gifting more than just the water that Trump brought. Trump, by doing this, he brought the spotlight with him and he forced people like Buttigieg to address the problems this country is facing. And it wouldn't happen without someone like Trump. That's why I say this makes me feel like he's a leader. Let, let me play the video so you can actually see it. Otherwise, I'm going to keep ranting because this is the kind of stuff that really grinds my gears. Have we to actually get here to respond to these Palestine. Let's just start over. Mayor Pete, why did it take you an entire two and a half weeks to actually get here to respond to East Palestine? Will you apologize to the residents of this city for for the, the, the slow response 
to the government's slow response. You have any apology? That was great. Uh, that was great. I'm going to say it again. You probably see the same thing I do, where sometimes you'll get someone on the ground, they'll see a politician, and they'll ask them a question. You're just like, dude, what? Come on. Savannah asked them something very simple. Why did it take two and a half weeks? Do you have an apology for the slow response? The, the, the locals have been complaining exactly about that. Excellent work, Savannah. I'm, I'm, I'm this, this sure, whole I'm thing. Sure, sure. Here we go. So here we can, go. Can, can we ask why it took him almost three weeks to get here? I, I'm sorry, I don't want to do this on camera. What was his personal time off while there was a tragedy happening? And can we also ask off camera? I'm not gonna. I don't want anyone to hear what I actually have to say. Why? Is it because she's gonna say something like, "Yeah, we were under political pressure because Donald Trump, who we know is running for president, showed up, and we had no choice but to be here." This, it, this you know what, man. It's crazy to me that this idea that America first is in any way by anyone's metric bad. It's like you have to put on your own oxygen mask before putting on the mask of the people around you. Hey, man, I like Ukraine. I do. I, I, I like the people. I don't like what Putin is doing. It's causing problems. I'm not going to sit here and ignore the U.S.'s role in the conflict. Don't get me wrong, especially with Gazprom, Biden, all that stuff. I don't like any of that stuff either. I don't know why we decide to fight a war there. And I don't know why the president thinks it's a bigger priority than the American people. Mayor Pete, even the Daily Mail's covering this one. Check this out. Pete Buttigieg has another run-in with reporters. Press secretary criticizes aggressive and inappropriate media for asking if he will, if he will apologize to East Palestine 20 days after the train derailment. I got to say it again. These were very basic journalist questions. It took you three weeks the people of this town have complained. Do you have anything to say? Will you apologize? No, I can't. I can't do it. I, I can't stand it, man. It's it's Donald Trump is accused of being this this nasty bad guy. And he shows up with food and water to give out to people. Giant Eagle nearby a grocery store is pulling certain water from the shelves that they sell because it's bottled nearby East Palestine. Now, why would they do that? When the government comes out and says the water is safe, go ahead and drink it. Who are you going to sue? Yourself? You sue the government. They take your tax dollars to pay you back. What's that going to accomplish? A private business. They get sued. Their profits. That's where the money comes from. So you take a look at a, at a, at a private business. They're saying, hey, look, there's a real risk. If people drink this water that we bottled, something bad could happen. Pull it off the shelves. They're willing to lose money. Not Let me, let, let me make sure this is clear for you guys. The government said the water's safe. A large private business corporation is losing money because they don't believe the government. This is what bothers me. All of this, when it comes to Donald Trump, he's a guy who shows up and brings food and water to these people. Benny Johnson, shout out for the 80th time, shows up and does a video where he hands $1,000 checks to the people who live around the area. I wish Benny could give more. I wish Benny Johnson would get 100 million views on that video of him actually doing something. I wish that we would all go viral on the internet when we did right by our fellow Americans, by our fellow man, by the world. So the people can come out and say, oh, Benny was trying to get a viral video. Good man. Amazing. A guy who's like, I know how to go viral. I'm going to help people. Awesome. Do more of it. Donald Trump, I'm going to get elected president by helping the American people. Thank you. Please do more of it. I have always had this position that whether or not you believe someone was doing right 
or they were seeking opportunity. If the end result is a net positive, I will take it. Would I prefer an altruistic guy who shows up with a mask on, you don't know who it is, and Trump secretly shows up in the middle of the night giving out free stuff because he doesn't want to take any credit for it. He just wants to help people. That'd be fantastic. But I tell you what, if Donald Trump shows up in a, in a blimp that says Trump, that's hanging giant banners, a Zeppelin, and then he starts throwing down, you know, parachute food and everything saying, oh, vote for me. I'd be like, well, you know, if we get a president who thinks he has to win, that thinks his path to victory is helping people, even in the slightest, it certainly would be better than a president who takes half a billion dollars, flies halfway around the world to a place most Americans don't know about. And, uh, you know, it, it all comes down to this. Pete Buttigieg shows up in the wee hours of the morning to meet with bureaucrats and clean up. Okay, like I'll, I'll, I will take it, right? I'm not going to rag on Buttigieg for finally showing up. That I will accept as a net positive. I think Trump gets all the credit. I think the only reason they showed up is because Donald Trump made them show up. I had to wonder, some people were saying last night, do you think they're going to show up and get booed? I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to rag on Pete Buttigieg for some tribal BS. I am going to outright state what we saw in that video from Sav. She asked him a question the people wanted answered. He didn't answer it. Come on, bro. These people deserve a few minutes of your time. You can be an honest guy and just say, I'm sorry we couldn't get here sooner. I genuinely mean it. We're here now. We're here for you. Let us know what we can do. Simple answer. They can't even do that. I hate the plasticity of politics of the corporate world. I hate the fact that people can't just be authentic and honest. I I hate the fact that the press secretary says, turn your cameras off. Here's the reality, I think. Joe Biden's a guy who thinks he can win an election without actually doing anything for the American people. That's the reality. He hid in his basement when he campaigned. He, he, he would have put in a lid on the pressers, no press statements, nowhere to be found. And the Democrats went ballot harvesting and the media ran the campaign for him. They demonized Trump. Right now, let's, 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 let's talk about this. Vivek Ramaswamy, I think he's a good dude. Where's he at? Serious question. Why is he not in East Palestine? Nikki Haley. She's running. What's her big priority? Don Lemon called her old. I'm not trying to rag on Vivek or, or Nikki Haley uh, for not being here. I'm asking this question. Why aren't they there? Uh, and again, again, uh, Nikki Haley, I'm, you know, neutral. I don't really care. Vivek, I think is a good dude. I think he's a good dude. My question is not to say they did something wrong by not being there. My question is, why is it that Trump is? What about these three campaigns? Now, now, don't get me wrong. Vivek just announced, so maybe a little unfair. But what is it about Donald Trump's campaign strategy where he is the only candidate right now? He's the only candidate for 2024 announced who is showing up and helping these people. That should tell you everything you need to know about what's going to happen when you get a new president in 2024 or an old one. Joe Biden is the guy who will leave you hanging and spend your money on a foreign country. Donald Trump is the guy who will personally fly in and go to McDonald's with first responders after delivering pallets of food and water. That's the president I'd rather have. And I don't think it's I I think it's a no brainer. Trump's got an ego. Trump is arrogant. Trump has got he's 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 very emotional. Yep. Yep. Certainly think so. And in that for whatever reason, he said, you know, what's going to help me win an election? 
showing up to a disaster site and helping people. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's actually supposed to be what we expect from our politicians. That's the, that 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 is a glimpse of what we thought being a leader was supposed to be. Instead, you get this. You get viral videos of uh, uh, you get 600,000 views from this video posted just a couple hours ago of the press secretary for Buttigieg's being like, nope, smirking at them. Like, what is, what is this? What's funny about journalists asking you why you weren't there? You know, man, I think it's because in the world of establishment politics, watch any of these political shows. They don't care about you. You're a number. You're a stat. Trump, what's he going to do? Earn another 5,000 votes? He's going to go to a town of 5,000. Maybe the message will be spread that Trump will show up to the smallest town to a disaster to do the right thing. I don't see DeSantis, but to be fair, DeSantis didn't announce he's running and he's the governor of Florida. But this is another issue I got to bring up. I've gone back and forth on DeSantis or Trump. Back a year ago, I'm hanging out the Daily Wire and I was like, you know, I I think I'm thinking DeSantis for a lot of reasons. The tact. And now Trump is getting back in the swing of things. And what I see here is I'll give DeSantis a chance because I really do like him. He's got good policy. But I see DeSantis doing the political rounds. I see Trump getting his hands dirty. Eh, figuratively, I don't think Trump's actually picking up any dirt or anything like that. But but uh, but figuratively, he's going to where it matters. This is why Trump won in 2016. He got three states by about 88,000 votes. It was a close call. Nobody wanted Hillary Clinton. But it because it, it's because Trump was willing to go to places people rejected. This is a fact. Look it up. There were several areas of the country that had low voter turnout that lit up and turned red for Trump. I was in Fort Lauderdale and I was talking to some middle aged woman who was at a Trump rally. And I said, why? Why are you voting for Trump? Are you a Republican? And she said, I'm not a Republican. I'm independent. I never actually voted before. And I said, wow. And you're here for Trump. It goes, Trump's talking about things we care about. Trump's talking to us, not to them, not to the media. So this is all becoming one big referendum on the 2020 election. Who was right and who was wrong? Biden, who hid from the American people, has proven time and time again he will not be there. And to the Krasensteins, bro, you can post, those aren't familiar, they're they're liberal commentators. You can post how uh, Joe Biden's in a war zone fighting a dictator. And I'm like, what will that do for the suffering American citizens who are going to vote in, in a year and a half? Nothing. I'm supposed to be proud that Joe Biden prioritizes a country on the other side of the planet over our own? Dude, I am not an, uh, uh, voting for, an Eastern Europe, for Eastern European stability. What do I want? I want good foreign policy. I want peace. But watching Joe Biden fan the flames of war, ignore the American people, right after we had a Donald Trump who brought peace to a certain degree in the Middle East with, with the Abraham Accords, who's negotiating peace with the, in the Korean Peninsula, who's getting NATO to pay their fair share, who's setting a deadline for the, the, the extraction of our troops out of Afghanistan, pulling our troops out of Syria, decimating ISIS. Yeah, Joe Biden represents neglect, abandonment, and war. And he always has. Um, um, this, this one, you know what really bothers me about the East Palestine story and why it's got me so worked up is that it was an easy one. It was an easy one for Biden. The, the simplest and easiest thing. Show up, take a picture, send in your boys, leave. He couldn't even do that. 
And so everything I feel like I've been saying, you've been saying, other people have been saying about why the Democrats are garbage and why Biden is a bad man and a bad president is exemplified. And it feels like a hard I told you so. How is it that so many people Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So many people would vote for this man. This is why some people can't believe anybody did. And I get it. So many people are like, there's, there's no way that you see someone like this and they're going to vote for, for, for Biden. I disagree. I disagree. It's the media machine. It's the lies. It's, it's Buttigieg getting his photo op. Here's the funny thing. You want to talk about a photo op, Buttigieg? He said, I don't want to just show up and make a photo op like Trump. Someone said, I don't know if it was Buttigieg who directly said that. Buttigieg shows up in a hard hat and a vest to meet with bureaucrats literally for a photo op. Donald Trump met with the people and went to McDonald's with them. I just, I don't care if you want to call it a photo op or not. Buttigieg is running from a reporter, refusing to answer questions. A simple one that the people of this town are asking. Why did it take you three weeks to come out here? Tell us why. Be honest with us. We're hearing that a large chemical plume is heading into West Virginia. Hey, that's where I live in the western part of the state. I live in the eastern part of the state, but I don't care. I am trying. I, I come to West Virginia because I see something good. We're in New Jersey. Something bad. I'm in New York. Something bad. And so I talked to some friends, say West Virginia. I say, you know what? It's close enough to major metro areas. You got airports within an hour in a couple different directions, two hours in one direction. You got Pittsburgh over here. You got D.C. over here. You got Richmond down here. It's, it's a good place to be away from the cities, but still close enough that we can bring in uh, from major airports, different thought leaders. And the more important thing is West Virginia is MAGA country, 86 percent Trump supporting. Do I agree with every view and every opinion of all the Trump supporters? No, I don't. But do I agree with America first? Well, yes. That's what they tell you when you're on an airplane. Put your own mask on before somebody else's. How could anyone think otherwise? Now I'm hearing that there is a chemical plume heading down down river, which will negatively impact the water base for West Virginians and Ohioans, but West Virginians. So it's very personal now. I'm going to I'm trying to invest in this state. I want to build and bring jobs to this state because I believe in its people, because these people are clearly, in my opinion, a lot smarter than a lot of other people in that they would vote for someone like Trump because they are paying attention, not like the cult members who would blindly vote for a Joe Biden by mail or something. And they're causing damage to it. And the Biden administration has left us all high and dry. In fact, the New York Times claimed it was all lies. When people were saying that the spill could affect the water table for people downstream, they said, with no evidence. Yeah, no evidence except the governor of Ohio saying quite literally it is happening. So why should now the surrounding areas be facing this, this chemical spill where is Biden? He ignored it. And I bet they were hoping nobody would notice. And thankfully, we have someone like Donald Trump who says, I'm going down there. Donald Trump's an old man. It's a fact. But he decided to hop on Trump Force One, bring a bunch of materials from his properties to give away. And he's being criticized for it. I just, I think it should be obvious to anybody. When you're in trouble, 
Donald Trump will try his best. Joe Biden will leave. It's funny. I like cats, right? You like cats? I like dogs, too. I like dogs better. But cats are all right. We got Mr. Bocus. He's our cat. Let me tell you a story. I would always hear about uh, what, what do pets do when your house is on fire? And my dad's a firefighter, so I heard these stories. You show up to a house where there's a fire and the family has a dog. And what do you discover? The door blocking the dog. So let's say the dog's in the kitchen or downstairs, or there's a door to the, to the owner's room, scratched up, maybe even with blood from their paws being bloody. Because the dog is desperately trying to get the door open to alert the people that it loves that something is wrong. And then I was asked, do you know what happens to a house that's on fire and they own a cat? Do you know what happens to the cat? And I'm like, no, what happens? I go, neither do we. Never find it afterwards. When the fire happens, the cat just leaves. But it makes sense. Cats are ambush predators. They're, they're, they're independent. They're little, 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 little anarchists. I like them. But I, ex- I expect that from them. I got another one for you. Do you know what happens to an old man? Do you know what happens when there's an old man who has a dog and the old man dies? What happens to the dog? What I'm told is they come in because no one will hear from the person for a few days. And they'll find the dog malnourished, dehydrated, or dead from both. The dog will lay down next to his owner and just just pass. The dog is there for you, loyal and willing to stand by you. Do you know what happens to a person when they die and they have cats? I think you know. The cat will eat the person. Again, I don't blame cats. It's in their nature. It's like the parable of the scorpion and the frog. The scorpion says to the frog, can you give me a ride across the river? And the frog says, no, because you'll sting me and then we'll both die. And the scorpion says, why would I do that? If I do, we both die. And the frog says, good point. So then the frog says, okay, hop on my back. They start swimming out into the middle of the river and the scorpion stings the frog and the frog goes, why, why? Now we're going to die. And the scorpion says, because it's in my nature. It's not an absolute truth. And some people will try and use that to justify, you know, being racist or whatever. What it means to me is with Joe Biden, you know what you're getting. And you don't want it. You don't got to be mad about it. You don't got to cry about it. You can simply say, not for me. With Donald Trump, same thing. Except when it comes to being in trouble, there's a reason why you vote for people, right? To lead and do the right thing and to help. Biden is the opposite of that. Trump exemplifies that. And if at the end of all of this, the only real truth is that Trump is a narcissist, And he thinks by going down to East Palestine, it'll make everybody love him. That still says a whole lot. Even if the only reason Trump did it was so that everyone would would adore him. Yeah, okay, yeah, he's right. Yeah, bringing food and emergency supplies to people suffering a crisis actually will, yes, I I will give you admiration for that. And if that's the only reason he did it, so be it. At least it helped. Joe Biden, what's his thing? Oh, a war in Ukraine. I'd like to see... I'd like to see real leadership. So these are the kind of things that has me saying Trump 2024. DeSantis is too middle of the road. I don't see him coming down here, but he can't because he's got his formalities. He can't announce he's running until, you know, who knows when. And so of the people who've announced Nikki Haley, Vivek, potentially Ron DeSantis hasn't announced yet, but potentially Trump is the only candidate for 2024 who's actually showed up to help people again. If the only reason he did it was so that you would give him love and respect, vote for the man who thinks he earns love and respect by helping you, not the guy who flees the country. 
Shout out to Savannah Hernandez. This was awesome. Um, I'm going to say it for the 80th time because I really do mean this. I see so much of this man on the street questions being thrown at people. And almost all the time, it's some dumb question. And you're like, ask a question we want the answer to. And Sav nailed it. Why did it take three weeks to come? Will you apologize to the people? Because that's what they're asking for. He can't do it. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. The Biden administration is full of corrupt and disgusting individuals. We got this story from a tweet. Asya Kamsen. She says, my name is Asya Kamsen, Tanzanian fashion designer, Tanzanian, based in Houston, Texas, USA. I lost my bag in 2018 in DCA. Recently, I heard the news on Fox News about Sam Brinton luggage issue. Surprisingly, I found his images wore my custom made outfits, which was in the lost bag on 2018. That's right. The Biden admin official gets off on stealing women's clothing and then wearing it in public on TV, putting the uh, well, making the kleptocracy quite a literal thing. Yo, this is a crazy story, but it exemplifies what the Biden administration is. That for everything they said about Trump, for everything they said about Trump Jr. and the people around him, how many stories did we get of Trump officials stealing women's clothing and then wearing them on TV? Yeah, none. I remember that moment. I think it was Stephen Miller. He was he was straightening his jacket. He was like pulling on it to straighten it and button it. And they claimed he was flashing white supremacy hand gestures. These people live in a cult psychotic world. Take a look at this. Here's the original image from Asya Kamsen. She says, Cap Kimono designer, Asya Idarus Kamsen, and some uh, information. And then here's the picture of Sam Brinton literally wearing her outfit. There it is. Look at that. Amazing. I just want to make sure I stress that the information contained in the post posted was posted publicly. So there's like some private information, but the woman herself posted that information. Take a look at this one. Someone said, drop all the pics you have of your clothes. Let's see if we can find Brenton in them. LMAO. Here we go. Farewell, lady in red, 2018 designer. And then there is Sam Brenton, who, who is supposed to be some LGBT non-binary, like first. The Biden administration saying, look, we're bringing on these people. They're bringing on criminals and fetishists and psychopaths. This is this is this is a perfect example. Here we go. Mike Cernovich says, ma'am, I found the 2018 Instagram post to confirm it wasn't a Photoshop. Sorry this happened to you. We truly live in strange times. That's right. There's the Instagram post from this woman wearing her clothes that were stolen by Sam Brinton, accused. This, this, this is the story. They, they, they were claiming that he was stealing luggage. And he was. He's on camera taking it. The reality is, this man's not non-binary or whatever you want to call it. This is someone who gets off on stealing women's clothing and then wearing it in public. I think that has, this has more to do with a sexual fetish and theft than it does about non-binary or otherwise. Because uh, if you stole something, something a fashion designer made, why would you wear it in public? There are people who get excited at the thrill of stealing. Some people they call kleptomaniacs. They just have to steal, right? For some people, the thrill of stealing, it's a rush they like. Me, I like skateboarding, you know, land a kickflip, feels really good. For others, it's getting away with stealing stuff. That's what this guy is. 
non-binary former Biden official Sam Brinton accused of serial luggage theft released without bail. This is from just a few days ago. This is the latest story. Samuel Brinton, the former Biden administration senior Department of Energy official facing charges for alleged airport baggage theft, was released from a Minnesota facility Wednesday without bail. Brinton was charged with stealing Oman's luggage worth $2,325 near the baggage claim at the Minneapolis St. Paul International Airport on September 16th. A judge ordered him to not have contact with any of the victims. The Washington Examiner reported he was slated to appear in court December 19th, but the date was changed at the request of his lawyers. Brinton oversaw nuclear waste policy at the Department of Energy, but departed the agency last year. Sam Brinton is no longer a DOE employee, an agency spokesperson told Fox News. By law, the Department of Energy cannot comment further on personnel matters. He faces up to five years in prison and a $10,000 fine. In a separate case in Nevada, Brinton is accused of stealing a bag, bag worth $3,670 at Las Vegas's Harry Reid International Airport on June 6, 2022. The bag contained jewelry valued at $1,700, clothing worth $850, and makeup valued at $500. And now we have this. Ah, here we go. Here we go. Asia Comson says, even this jewelry was in my lost bag. Da. And here's a picture of Sam Brinton wearing her, her jewelry. And here's a picture. Look at this. Another picture of her in her clothes and then Brinton wearing it. Here's a woman wearing the jewelry that she made or, or accessory. I don't know if it's jewelry. Now, this is amazing. So uh, Larry Alex Taunton tweeted, file criminal charges. Yeah, dude, file criminal charges against this guy. I'm sick of it, man. The cultural decay, societal decay that is happening all around us. And some woman Google searches Sam Brenton, and sure enough, he's wearing her clothes. Lock these people up. They're criminals. But instead, the cult is putting them in positions of authority and power. So let me explain. I have long said, well, not long, but in the past couple of weeks, the United States is hypoxic. At least one hemisphere of its brain, the left hemisphere. When you become hypoxic, you can't understand what you're saying. You can't understand what you're doing. But in your mind, it feels like everything's correct. I've talked about how they put people in these these uh, pressure chambers and they lower the oxygen content of the room by a few percentage or some small amount. They ask the people to answer basic math questions. One plus two, three plus seven, four plus five. As they begin to lower the oxygen levels of the room, the people keep working. But instead of writing numbers, they begin writing scribbles. They begin putting nonsensical things in the paper and they're just going through. Then when they finish, they put it down. They raise the oxygen levels back up and say, how do you think you did? And they go, I think I got all of them correct. And they go, oh, yeah. And they show them and they go, whoa, that's not even a number. That's what's happening. You can't save yourself when you are hypoxic because you don't know. Here's a scary thing. Carbon monoxide poisoning. There was this viral Reddit post where a guy said, I keep finding post-it notes around my house with reminders telling me to do things, but I don't remember having written these or I don't know where they're coming from. And someone said, you have carbon monoxide poisoning. Isn't that creepy? That you could do something, forget you did it. And it's because your brain is being poisoned, but you don't even realize. That's what is happening to this country. The reason someone like Sam Brinton gets put in office is because half of our country's lobe or, you know, half of our brain is hypoxic and withering and collapsing, and there's nothing we can do about it. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So there's a lot of people saying national divorce. I get it. I do. I'm not going to sit here and just let this diseased brain destroy what's left of the functioning brain. I don't have all the answers. I can only tell you that if we keep down this path of bringing on people like this guy into government, it all comes crashing down. Quite simply, you bring in corrupt, degenerate criminals into government when we're already dealing with many of with much of that and have been for some time, then it gets worse. It's funny because as the country corrupted, we knew politicians were corrupt. We knew lobbyists were corrupting the process. We knew that they were making bets in the stock market, all this really awful stuff. There was only one direction it could go, degeneracy. The people who were corrupt were criminally corrupt, but knew enough to try and fit in. Now you have the opening of the door for people who are just corrupt degenerates that quite literally don't care. They will steal things in full public view and wear the things they stole. Eventually get caught, sure, but this is idiocracy. They don't, they don't have the wherewithal to understand you are guaranteed to get caught if you're doing this. And that's where we're headed. We are headed to a place where it will get worse. If your brain is damaged, how do you correct this? I don't know if you can. When the damaged part of our country's brain is voting to further damage and destroy it, what do you do? Serious question. What is it? We're having a stroke. The country's having a stroke. Is that what you'd call it? I've heard crazy stories about people who suffer strokes. They can't understand what you're saying to them. They say things that make no sense, but think they're speaking properly. John Fetterman, depressed, going to the hospital for weeks, can't do his job. That's what happens when you put broken people in government and it will only get worse. So forgive me. I don't mean to sound blackpilled. I don't mean to say that I think it's all going to come crashing down. I don't know. What I do know is that we need a blast of fresh air. How do you get that? It's an analogy. So in the real world, I have no idea. Shuttering the mainstream media to cut off the poison. I don't want to shut down someone's free speech, but man, they're just spewing carbon monoxide into the bedroom. So what do you do? I don't know. Donald Trump, get Trump in there, fire all these people and try and save us from ourselves. Look, man, you've been warned, but most of you know this. I can't imagine what this country will look like if people like this crackpot degenerate criminal are allowed to keep doing their thing. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. So stick around and I will see you all then. They're after your kids. Simply put, eloquently stated, they are after your kids. Libs of TikTok has this video that I think you all need to see. It is a, uh, I, I guess, I don't know how you describe it, a mural in Australia showing a man in some kind of BDSM gear with a teddy bear head. Now, the man who filmed this says this is wrong. They're trying to target your children. I'll play this video for you in a second. But I got to tell you, my friends, it's pedo bear. That looks like, not identical to, the meme pedo bear, a reference to targeting children. And this is the video. Let's play it. Bro, we're in Wynyard, Sydney. At what point does inclusiveness pass too far? 
you got a fat man that's naked in a gym costume with a cute teddy bear hat riding with you. Now tell me this, maybe you can say I'm exaggerating, maybe you can sound too much, but at what point is it too far when you're walking down the street with your kid and you, the kid looks at a cute teddy bear hat and relates it to a man in a gym suit? At what point does it get too dangerous? You tell me. This is the decay. This is the degradation and the de degeneracy of Western civilization. That's right. The pedo bear head on a gay man in BDSM gear. Now it's been defaced. According to skynews.com.au, leave the kids alone. Controversial gay pride mural of man wearing bondage gear in Sydney's CBD defaced with paint. People are saying no way. Take a look at this image. Let's see if we can uh, get it get it a little bigger for you. We can see here the man in bondage gear has been painted over and it says leave the kids alone and they've defaced the whole thing. Wow, man. Yeah, Western civilization was fun while it lasted, I suppose, but uh, uh, weak men make hard times and that's where we're headed. They report a controversial gay pride mural in Sydney CBD. Uh, can, I just, can I just point that out? You're calling it a gay pride mural? It's pedo bear. It is a meme directly referencing targeting children. Sure. A controversial gay pride mural in Sydney C CBD has been defaced following days of divided opinion among locals about its appropriateness. The mural on Wynyard Street, located adjacent to the train station of the same name, depicted a man reclining on a couch in, in minimal clothing. Oh, yes. But the combination of a leather bondage harness and the teddy bear head led some to suggest the artwork was too lewd for younger crowds. Just after 9.30 p.m. on Wednesday, vandals took to the mural with purple, black, and white paint to completely cover the man. The YCK gay slogan written next to the man had also been painted over. A white sign with leave the kids alone scrawled on it with black marker had also been plastered on top of the mural. The mural was attacked with paint and two separate occurrences. They're lying to you, the pride people. You know, I know because I used to do organizing for them and uh, they're lying to you. I have fundraised on behalf of the HRC human rights campaign, LGBT rights advocacy on more than one occasion working for some of these nonprofits. And I can tell you they're lying to you. The activists are. Here's what they do. The activists will say it's about love. It's, it's about loving someone. Why don't you? Why, why do you hate love? And then you get events where they prance around naked there's one where a fat man in a Bugs Bunny mask is jumping up and down naked in front of children with his genitals flopping about. When I was little and my family owned a coffee shop in Boys Town, Wrigleyville, uh, it's the gay neighborhood in Chicago. My mom didn't want me going out during the pride parade because I was a young child and there were people dancing around naked. That's the reality. I remember I'd walk down the street and I'd see the, the, the clothing stores where the models, the mannequins were anatomically correct. And the two male mannequins were in a sexually suggestive position with one on his knees and the other with his pants undone. I remember hearing about Gay Mart, they called it, that sold overtly sexualized products. And I thought to myself as a young child, when I was told over and over again, it's about love. I was like, then how come literally every single thing you talk about nonstop is just sex? How come you're not talking about love? Yeah, because they're lying. And now what are we seeing? The same thing is happening again. Our right to exist, they say. That's the story with someone like Leah Thomas. Trans people say that J.K. Rowling is claiming we don't exist and things like that. They don't exist. Uh, yeah, no, they do exist. 
Some people would argue they don't, whatever. I know trans people literally, literally exist. The problem, many of these people aren't actually trans. See, when I, when I think about a trans person, I think someone's suffering from gender dysphoria and it causes them pain and anxiety. And so they transition so that they can feel more aligned with their body. It happens. It's in the DSM-5. You know what is not what I, what I, what I would consider to be trans? Fame whores who get surgery to get clicks and views on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, etc. And AGP and I, what is it called? AAP, autoandrophilia. These are individuals who are aroused at the thought of you perceiving them as the opposite sex. That is not trans. So when someone goes around, so this is what happened with Leah Thomas. There's a thread which, is in, which insinuates that Leah Thomas actually isn't a dysphoric, but is f- fetishizing you treating them like a woman. It's very strange. So why is it that we then see a mural, the man in bondage gear? What does that have to do with being in love? Nothing. It's a sexual fetish. And they're getting off on you being forced to participate in it. Degeneracy. That's where we're going. I also think it's, it's bold and brazen, but I'm not surprised that we're now seeing the, uh, the, the, the pedo bear face. See, people are like, it's a teddy bear face. They're attracting kids. Like, yeah, dude, that looks a lot like pedo bear. Pedo bear was a meme from a long time ago where it was a little teddy bear that would peek out from the side and make references to people being, you know, targeting children. So is it at all surprising to now see a man, an adult fat man in bondage gear wearing that as a mural? They're telling you exactly who they are and what they intend to do. And I can imagine they will keep pushing unless not allowed. So Matt Walsh called out the trans activists, called out Dylan Mulvaney and did it in a mean manner. And I think Matt is actually mostly correct in his assessment. I don't care that he was mean. I said, I think you get the message across without being mean, but I don't care that he is, though he made a really great point. And I think I got to say, we have to shame and ridicule bad things by bad people. We don't tolerate all of it. We tolerate love. So a man loves a man, a woman loves a woman. I have no issue with that. In fact, I accept that. No problem whatsoever. You love somebody, love them, have a good life. When you start getting naked in public, I say this has nothing to do with love. When you start forcing people to participate in your sexual fetish, that is not love. That is degeneracy. And now you've crossed the line and you're infringing on my rights. But too many people, especially on the left, just say, no, no, we must accept all of it. That's love. No, they're lying to you. What's likely happening, as we see with this and we've seen with many other things, is that people who want to abuse children are using the LGBT community as a vehicle to get what they want. So you end up with groups like Gays Against Groomers, an organization comprised of mostly uh, LGBT, or I should say LGB people, and even some transgender people who are coming out and saying, do not use our name to push your creepy pedo agenda and your sterilization of kids. So what happens? Quite the funny thing, actually. The left calls them far right or whatever. And it's just like, okay, so you, you think the far right, the white nationalists, the white supremacists, the traditionalists, the homophobes are actually aligned with gay people. Maybe that's part of the plan. Maybe the plan is to force the right to accept LGBT people by being the villain that unifies everyone against them. Maybe. But look, I've been a liberal for the most part to whatever you want to, however you want to describe me my whole life. So I've always been fairly libertarian and I've always been rather, you know, I don't care what you do in the privacy of your own home, but I've crossed the line and you're making enemies. And the end result of this is going to be the abolition of gay marriage. Yes, it may be an extreme position, but let me tell you where I think it's going. You have with the Roe v. Wade case, a lawsuit 
Mississippi banned abortion, I think, in like 11 weeks. They sue. They lose overturning Roe v. Wade. We don't talk about that that much anymore, do we? It happened. Now several states are banning abortion. We are going to get likely more lawsuits pertaining to Oberfell, which is the case that made gay marriage legal nationwide. And you could get this conservative Supreme Court outright saying no and overturning it. My point is this. You won your tolerance when it came to love. But now you're pushing overt sexuality and sex and fetishism on the rest of the public. They're not going to tolerate that. And there will be a recoil in the other direction. When we see things like this, this mural, if they had just made a normal mural, they would have gotten their pride message across. Children would have been indoctrinated to it and they'd grow up accepting it. Instead, they decided to make something deeply offensive that targets children in a very disgusting way. And thus, it's now going to start pushing back in the other direction. You're shocking people. You're waking up the silent majority. Now, so be it. I'm sure the conservatives are very, very happy about it. In the end, I think we may see gay marriage overturned in this country. We may see many other more right-wing positions start winning as the Supreme Court overturns a lot of these things. But I'm not psychic, man, so we'll see. The only thing I can do, I can do is tell you about it, so there it is. Stick around. Next segment's coming up in a few minutes, and I'll see you all shortly. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to the modern era. The degeneracy and the decay of Western civilization is happening right before your eyes. In uh, the previous segment, I talked about a mural targeting children that was defaced. They said it was a pride mural, but it was a man in bondage gear. Mm -hmm. And now we have this video from our friends over at Clown World, at Clown World underscore. I'm a fan of this, uh, this Twitter account because they highlight things like this. That's right. You're looking at a white woman kissing the feet of a black man. And these men all cheer for it and say, that's right, that's right, get in here. And, th and then another guy kisses their feet. I don't know where this video is from, but, um, and I think it's been around before. But let's, let's play the video from the beginning, and you can hear and you can see exactly what is happening in this country. Or actually, I don't know if this is the United States, I think it's the United States. Here it is, right here. There you go. Right. Mr. White Man, get these white women and get these white people in here, man. Keep on coming. Keep on coming. Keep on coming, Mr. White Man. Keep on going. Keep on going, man. Most of Christ, man. Look at that right there. Kiss the boot, lady. Kiss the boot, guy. This is what they're doing. They're kissing the boot. There it is. She's kissing the boot. What is this? Is this is this is this justice? Oh, Most of ain't Christ, man. You understand? Now they showing they showing what it means to really salute a prophet and a, and a priest of the Lord. Right. Keep going, keep going. The party out. Show y'all. Come on, folks. Get your boot kiss, man. Get properly saluted. Get properly saluted, man. Keep doing your good, man. Get properly saluted. Everybody, come get properly saluted, man. This is a white. This is a white couple right here. That's proving that they are sorry for what their forefathers did. Yeah, they're sorry for what their forefathers did. I mean, what about you or anybody else? It's funny. This is the state of modern race politics. Equality? No kiss the boot. There will always be revenge. There will always be people who, who have grievances against each other. 
Man, I think it'd be funny to see like a British guy kissing the boots of an Irish guy being like, sorry about that, mate. Or I think that was Australian. I don't know. Whatever. Sorry about that, good sir. Let me kiss your boot. Mm, yes, indeed. Name any ethnic group, name any region, and there's a grievance. On Timcast IRL, we were talking about Native Americans, and Ian Crossan was saying that like we, the, the European settlers came here and brutally savaged and genocided the Native Americans, called them animals and treated them not like human because they weren't white and all that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's a narrative. Let's talk about what's the reality of things. The reality is white Europeans did have a culture. They did have expansionist and colonization policies, and they did. And they came to North America, and they sought to better the lives of their own lives and their families and their friends. It's basically what any human would do. The Native Americans were not a part of the colonists' families or tribes, but it wasn't all bad. The French were famous for their cooperation with Native tribes. Now, that was up north, Canada, things like that. What happened down south with the conquistadors? Well, what did they encounter? They encountered people torturing children and ripping out their hearts and sacrificing them. Of course, you'll hear from these leftists that it's propaganda. They're lying. The peaceful natives and Aztecs did nothing. I'm not saying conquest is a good thing. I'm saying it just is. Conquest is a part of life. And, you know, there are many countries in Africa that are not touched, That's that, that exist as they do and as they would. This idea that we're seeing here with this woman kissing this man's feet is quite literally the racism we are trying to stop. But when you get leftist ideology embracing this stuff, you get only more of it. Derek Bell, I think his name is. He's in favor of racial segregation, and he's a critical race theorist. Try talking to woke leftists about that. They'll deny it. They'll say, that's not true. We're not in favor of those things. Well, it's because they don't actually read the literature. What we've seen from all of this is more racist, racialized policy. They want historical retribution, I guess they'd call it. But the reality is they just want subjugation, same as any other racist. I don't know what your founding, what your forefathers did. No idea. Here's the best part. This man and this woman who are kissing his feet back and forth, kiss, kiss, kiss. For all we know, their great, great grandfather was a union soldier. For all we know, their, their great, great, great grandparents were abolitionists. You think they know? They probably don't. Now, imagine what that means in terms of the current cultural context. They say we should pay reparations to people based on slavery. At the United States, you got the proud family thing on Disney where they're like, this country was built on slavery and they never paid reparations, blah, blah, blah. Some of it was. Absolutely. It's a bad thing. Then you also had Chinese migrants who were doing brutal work. Yeah. Should we give reparations to them as well? No, they weren't slaves. But not everybody in this country uh, owned a slave. It was actually a very small percentage. And in the Civil War, this country crushed the slave states and then ended slavery. So if you want to talk about when what the reparations were, how about it's half this country or the country was ripped apart and the North ended slavery. That confederacy, it don't exist anymore. It's not around. So what are we supposed to do? I certainly think slavery was wrong. I certainly think probably in the immediate, you needed some kind of reparations. What did they say? 40 acres and a mule. The people who were freed from bondage needed a way to start their lives and they didn't get it. Some people were held as slaves even after slavery was officially ended. All of that is wrong. But by today's standards, it is very difficult to identify and rectify this problem based on skin color. Therein lies the problem. Let's talk about these white people kissing the boot. Lady, 
How do you know these guys were actually in America? How do you know that their their family is actually from here? For all you know, that's the child of Nigerian immigrants whose family were well off in Nigeria, emigrated here because they could afford to, and they've lived decent lives. Probably not. I don't know. But you can't look at someone's skin and then be like, you're oppressed by me. Isn't that racist? That's the funny thing about this. These two white people who show up and start kissing the boots of these black men are assuming based on the color of their skin, they're oppressed, poor, and they were enslaved. Their families were. You don't know that. For all we know, these guys all came here from their, their parents came from Africa, wealthy on a fancy boat. Think about that. You ever see that movie Coming to America with Eddie Murphy? I guess they made a sequel. I never saw it. He's a he's Prince of Zamunda or something like that. Listen, there are black people who are wealthy and successful. This idea that the woke people have that you can look at someone's skin and determine that they are lesser is quite literally white supremacy. It's quite literally racism. That's what grinds my gears when they say things like we should have reparations. OK, does that mean like Will Smith deserves money from a from a homeless white veteran? How does that make sense? It doesn't. Maybe hundreds of years ago when slavery ended, it would have made sense. But we are hundred, a hundred plus years on. We are talking about the descendants of descendants of descendants. And we're talking about now a melting pot of a nation where you have white people who were not here during slavery. You have white people whose families fought against slavery and they're going to pay reparations to you. So what are you going to do? DNA test, pull up the historical records. And if we can prove you come from a family of people who were enslaved, then we take money from people who weren't. Oh, I'm sorry. OK, here's what we got to do. We'll work it out. We uh, track your, your history, your genealogy. If you can prove you had an ancestor who was enslaved, then we'll go to everybody else and DNA test them. And if it turns out they own slaves, then we'll take money from them. Well, hold on there a minute. Let's say you had a guy who owned a slave and then he uh, marries a woman who doesn't. And then they have children. Their son now at post-Civil War with no slaves, born after the end of slavery, then marries a woman from Europe. They now have kids. Those kids marry people from Europe who marry people from Europe. So you have one guy way down the line, one guy who owns slaves. And now you are. This doesn't make sense. I'm sorry, it just doesn't. Slavery was wrong, but reparations don't make sense. People going and kissing boots are only perpetuating the problem. But I guess the problem is of white people. That's what I always found funny about white nationalists when they have this belief that like a country of white people would be better or something. I'm like, you do realize it's half of white people that are pushing this garbage. Latinos don't seem to have this problem. The black community doesn't seem to have this problem. The Jewish community certainly doesn't have this problem. No, it's a problem of white people, white liberals. That's like, I shouldn't say half, but you know, 30 to 40% of white people are completely in agreement with this racist ideology. There was a, a poll, a study that found that white liberals were the only group polled with an outgroup, a racial outgroup preference. White conservatives prefer to be around white conservatives. Black people prefer to be around black people. Asians prefer to be around Asians. Latinos prefer to be around Latinos. And white liberals prefer to not be around white people. That, that's disease of our culture. We want people to, to come together. That's fascinating then. All of these groups, it's really funny. Like the black community wants to be around black people. That doesn't mean they hate white people, but white people not wanting to be around white people, white liberals, it kind of implies they do. Well, 
in the end, that's what you get. Keep kissing the boot. See how that works out for you. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Come hang out live. Thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you all then. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.